listening to GCAF Manila Podcast. Listen to God's Word on the go and on demand. Happy Mother's Day, everyone. That was such an entertaining video and kind of makes me want to thank my mother. Although, of course, I already um, sent her a message this morning, but I'll, make, I'll give her a call as well. But it's a happy Sunday for everyone, and it's a joyful Sunday where we can celebrate God's faithfulness and also thank all your mothers for me. If you're, you're with your mother, say happy Mother's Day, give them a hug, give them a kiss. Flying kiss muna kung social distancing, but great to be here again with you. Uh, we've been talking about Jesus culture the past few uh, weeks and actually a past few months, and let's just do a quick recap. So what we talked about in Matthew chapter 5, we started with kingdom mindsets. We talked about Beatitudes. The Beatitudes is really like we are introduced to certain paradoxes like, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of God. Or blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for the sake of righteousness. So we learned about uh, the kingdom mindsets. And he was teaching us that realize that you need me. Realize that I can comfort you when you mourn. He was saying, develop your thirst for righteousness so that I can satisfy you. Then we talked about salt and light, our purpose, who we are being called to be like salt and light. We are to be shining examples of how we are to think with the Beatitudes, how we are to think and how we are to act. And then Pastor Marvin last week talked about the fulfillment of the law. The fulfillment of the law, that Jesus did not come to abolish the law. Hindi siya pumunta on earth to abolish or walang bisa ng law, but he wanted it to be fulfilled, that he was the fulfillment of the law, that his righteousness was the means that the law would be fulfilled and that that righteousness would be given to us. And, you know, the, the law, the, it has a role, the role of showing us a certain standard. Because imagine a life without, uh, without laws where everybody could just kill each other outside. Imagine that kind of world to live in, in a society that there are no existing laws. So laws have a purpose. And we talked about a bit last week that the law's role is actually to point us to Jesus. And then now we'll be starting on the substance of the law, meaning we'll go deeper, not just the top line level of the law, but we'll go deeper into the issues of the heart. Now, let's go to the text. Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 to 26. I'm reading from the Amplified Version. It says, verse 21, You have heard that it was said to the men of old, You shall not murder. This was familiar to everyone, the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be guilty before the court. But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry, that cultivates an anger, a bitterness with his brother, or harbors malice against him, shall be guilty before the court. And whoever speaks contemptuously and insultingly to his brother, saying, Raka, or you empty-headed idiot, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court, the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, shall be in danger of the fiery hell. Verse 23, so if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and while there you remember that your brother has something, such as a grievance 
or a legitimate complaint against you, leave your offering there at the altar and go. First make peace with your brother and then come and present your offering. Come to terms quickly at the earliest opportunity with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way to court so that your opponent does not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you are thrown into prison. I assure you and the most solemnly say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid the last cent. Let's first pray. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you, Lord, that your law is, is real, it's true, it, it, fulfills, uh, it fulfills that you came here to fulfill the law, Lord. We pray that as we learn on more on the substance of the law, Lord, that we would see how it applies to our life. Lord, I pray that you'd open up our spiritual senses to understand your word today. And I pray that it would produce fruit, it would produce the right actions, the right responses, and we would obey it, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, before I talk to, uh, talk to you about 21 to 26, let's first go back to the context of 20. This was what Pastor Marvin preached last week. For I say to you that unless your righteousness or your uprightness or your moral essence is more than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you were there at that moment, just to give you a fresh context of that, this, this statement was very controversial to them because everyone there knew that the Pharisees were like the top of the class in terms of following the law, of memorizing the five, first five books of the Bible word for word. They could dictate to you every part of the law. They could, kahit anong baliktad, baliktad mo sa kanila, they would be able to explain these certain things of the law. They would follow certain, certain rituals. So if you were there and a normal person listening to Jesus, you would say, Huh? Paano, paano pa ako may hope? If, hindi, hindi ko, paano ko sila matalo? Memorize nila ang law. Memorize nila. They could recite word for word. They would follow rituals. I'm a normal person. What can I do? But that's exactly the point. The point of Jesus was, you can't. You can't get to heaven with your own righteousness. The law pointed to the hopelessness without Him because the law was supposed to point us to Him so that the righteousness we would cling to is not our own and that it would surpass the Pharisees, which is it's definitely Christ's righteousness. And that's a great context for us to start with. And then He then talks about 21 where He talks about the law in deeper sense. He levels up the law actually. So again, in verse 21, everybody knew thou shall not murder. Everybody, kahit normal person ka back in the day, you knew that thou was part of the Ten Commandments. And so Jesus takes it further. Now, if you look at the, well, I titled the message Heart Check, but actually the real title of the message is How to Deal with Murder. So, kasi if how to deal with murder nilagay ko sa, sa topic, baka walang makinig kasi sabihin nyo, wala naman akong minurder, Vyans. But that was the exact point because Jesus leveled up murder. And then we'll be studying about that today. So the first point in how to deal with murder, but before that, I'll set the context of murder. This is 
murder, the murder that was used here was premeditated murder, meaning something that you thought in your head and then was acted out. How to deal with murder. And if you're here and you're saying, Vianz, I haven't murdered anyone. How does this preaching apply to me? I'll answer that question. Because the murder here was actually a physical manifestation. But Jesus was talking deeper into the heart. And that's why we will have to do a heart check. So tap the person beside you and say, how's your heart? Or check your heart. And then heart check. So we start with the substance of the law, which is checking the heart now, everybody in the context back then knew murder was bad. And I think all of us here listening to the sound of my voice would agree that murder is bad. That you don't want to live in a society where murder is normal, of course. You don't want to go and walk outside and just some random guy, feel ko lang magstab ng person today and Jen stabs. You don't want to live in in that society, and everybody knew murder was bad, but Jesus takes it deeper by exposing the inner heart. Now here, murder actually, that's why we need to heart check, is murder is the manifested action, but it, it begins with a cultivation in the heart. There's a certain level of anger, there's a certain level of bitterness, there's a certain level of, uh, well, a certain level of inis or galit, that begins in the heart that you allow to stir that allows you to manifest it in the action. So if I were to ask everyone here, sino dito ang nagmurder? Maybe not a lot of hands would raise their, not a lot of people would be raising their hands. But if I told you, who here has ever been angry with a brother or a sister or who has... Uh, Parang pag mayroon ka makita or ma-remind ka lang, may nakita ka na picture of a certain person, kumukulo yung dugo mo, na parang, na naman siya, hypocrite. And these, these, types of, um, these types of thoughts, actually Jesus considered this also being similar to being guilty of murder. Murder is just the manifested action, but it actually begins with the cultivation of the heart. In the verse it says, Verse 22, But I say to you that everyone who continues to be angry with his brother or harbors malice against him shall be guilty before the court. So verse 21 talks about murder. Verse 22 talks about being continually angry with a brother or harbors malice. So pag iniisip mo, yung isang tao, tas ang galit, grabe yung kulo ng dugo mo, or nainis ka tala pag pag mag-talk siya dahil na-betray ka niya or siguro sa iba dyan, yung mga ex nyo or yung, or baka nanay mo or tatay mo or maybe a friend who betrayed you or uh, whoever, whoever that we are carrying a certain type of anger. Maybe some, maybe you said, Hindi, the time has already healed the wound. But pag makita mo yung picture niya sa Facebook, biglang kumulo ulit dugo mo. And that's really the anger that's being talked about here. If, if you continue to be angry with your brother, if you allow these, these emotions to continue to be in your minds, na kuminsan sinasabi natin kung sa Bisaya, pag gaba, pag meron mangyari sa kanya na bad, parang gaba, yan, you deserve it. Or as a, 
uh, sa Tagalog, ano pa, parang buti ka na nga, ganyan. Kasi you deserve that. Ikaw talaga, wala kang kwenta. And all these things in your head, when you, when you harbor these emotions, these malice, these evil desires na, when you wish for them to die, na parang sana mamatay ka na lang, these types of things in your mind is actually considered murder and you will be guilty of murder. So Jesus did not just only talk about the physical manifestation of murder, he actually talked about the intellectual part of murder, which was the murders of the mind. And he even takes it further. So kung hindi pa natamaan lahat, he even takes it further na whoever speaks contemptuously or insultingly to his brother saying raka, you empty-headed idiot, or kung sa atin language pa, it's translated as stupid, buang, tanga, bobo. When you say that to, your, to people, even if you don't just say it, even when it's just in your head, you are committing murder of the mind. Jesus was elevating. Imagine parang even if the Pharisees would be hearing this, they would say, I've never murdered anyone. Or if you think you're holy, I've never. But Jesus takes it, levels it up na actually tayo lahat at some point in our lives, we've been angry, we've been carrying some, some hurt, we've been harboring, we want evil intentions for certain people. Kahit hindi tayo ang papatay sa kanila, Sometimes we wish that they would not succeed in their business. Sometimes sa kagalit natin, we would pray that they would uh, encounter uh, setbacks sa kanilang uh, work or matanggalan sila ng trabaho. These things, these are actually sin and we are guilty when we do it. So everybody here, there's no exemption. We are guilty of murder whether it's physical or intellectual murder. And that's why we need to check our hearts. The question is, how's your heart? Is there people that you think of na just as I'm preaching, na remember mo yung magalit mo sa previous people, nakala mo na heal na yung uh, wounds, pero pagkakita mo sa kanya sa shopping mall, parang, nandiyan na naman siya. <laughs> And these things, so the question is, how's your heart? How are you? Are you carrying certain levels of anger? Are you carrying certain level of bitterness? Or are you saying words in your mind that's demeaning them? Or that's demeaning somebody who God has created? Or telling them, even trash talk, sabihan mo sila na bobo, tanga. That's really a revealing of the heart that it's cultivating some kind of anger and bitterness. And Jesus was addressing this firsthand. And, you know, the, the holiness that God was talking about and the righteousness, He did not just want behavior modification. This is what the Pharisees were specialized in. They were people who specialized in changing their outward appearance but not allowing a deeper work in their hearts. And Jesus was addressing that firmly. Now, I, 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 the people who, are, who have kingdom mindsets don't just look at their own outer appearance. They actually allow a cultivation inside their heart. Now, in, in this verse, in 2 Peter uh, verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 4, and then I'll go back to 3, but the corruption in this world is actually caused by evil desires. Meaning, any corruption in the world, like murder, 
is caused by a certain evil desire. It starts with a little thing like anger. It starts with a little thing like words. It starts with, and then it, it translates into sobrang nag-build up siya. And then, yun na, inisip mo na lahat ng bad things that will happen to them. So it actually starts with desire. We, it starts with the desire na we wish na they would not succeed until paulit-ulit din na ginagawa and then to a point na parang you wish that they would die already. The corruption in the world, they start from small evil desires but you allow them to build up, they will eat you and they will consume you and then you will have a certain level of hatred na parang konting galaw lang sa iyo of a family member, parati ka na galit, parati ka na you become an angry person because you've cultivated so long in your heart these emotions. But the good news is in verse 3, it says, His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life. Meaning, yes, we, are, we can be consumed by evil desires. There is corruption in the world we live in. But God has enabled us. He has given us power to overcome it. And that's why it's important to check our hearts because... We need, we need to check the innermost being, but the, the good news is that God's divine power has given us everything we need to live a godly and a righteous life. Now, this is a, a great point because when you murder someone, you, in, in this world, there is a law and there is, you will be prosecuted for what you did. Meaning... If you actually go ahead and kill someone, justice will be served here on earth. At least because there's a law that prosecutes that. But if you really think about it, there is no court of law that prosecutes your innermost thoughts and your unspoken words. And that's why point number one, we need to heart check it. We need to check our heart because God is not after behavior modification. He's after inner transformation. And that's what he was dealing with when he was talking about murder and anger. Parang, I'm not just talking about killing someone. I'm talking about in your mind. Now, ang obsession kasi ng world ngayon is yung validated by numbers. So for example, what you will hear in the news is there have been 100,000 people who were murdered today. That's news you will hear. But you will not hear news saying there are 1 billion people people who committed murder in their minds. You will not hear any news or headlines like that because that's not something the world can quantify. But Jesus looks at that, looks at the innermost thoughts. He checks, like dito sa, dito sa area lang ng Manila, meron 20,000 people who want to commit murder in their minds. You will never hear that on the news because there's no law that prosecutes that. There's, there's no news that broadcasts that. And you can hide it from the outside. You can hide by not doing the action, but you cannot hide from God. Your inner thoughts, your unspoken words. And that's why we need to heart check it. Question, how's your innermost thoughts? How's your, how's your heart? How's your words in your mind? Maybe some of the things you don't say, but it's in your head. You need to check it out. You need to repent of the things that in your thoughts, that's in, in the words that you do not say, that you say to yourself, you say in your mind. When, when an enemy, when one of your enemies 
uh, are going through something, sometimes you're happy. That's an innermost thought that you need to heart check. And so the first point, again, how to deal with murder. So at some point in our lives, everyone here has murdered in their minds. That was what Jesus was saying. So the first thing is to check our hearts. How is our anger? How is our bitterness? How, how are the emotions of our hearts? And how are our thoughts? How are we thinking well for, our peop- for the people around us? And the second point in how to deal with murder is reconcile first before you sacrifice. Reconcile before you sacrifice. So in verse 23 and 24, it says, So if you are presenting your offering at the altar, and while there you remember that your brother has something, such as a grievance or legitimate complaint against you, leave your offering there at the altar and go. First make peace with your brother, then come and present your offering. So like like the first verse where everybody knew thou shalt not murder, everybody knew it was a, a specific practice for them to offer something uh, before they go. Uh, at, uh, when they go to the altar, they were to offer something. If you were to translate that and contextualize it to our day and age now, it's like going to church. It's a normal religious practice, like going to church or serving. So what it means is before you... Example, pupunta ka sa church or before ka mag-leave ng offering at the altar or before ka mag-serve, mag-sing, sa, mag-sing or mag-play sa praise and worship, if you remember na merong may galit sa iyo or meron kang may galit towards, first make peace with your brother. That was, that's how it's translated. It can be translated in uh, the context today. So, parang no amount... If you have evil thoughts against others, offerings and sacrifices can never cover it. Parang if you say, galit ka sa mga certain people in your head, or sila galit sa iyo, pero sige lang, I'll do more offering, or I'll give more tithes, I'll give more, I'll serve more, I'll, I'll do more sacrifices. But that cannot ever cover if you're not reconciled with your brother, or your brother's not reconciled with you. And especially if you have evil thoughts on them. It's not about how many times you go to church only. It's, it's really about the inner working. God was very concerned about the heart. He was concerned not at the sacrifice. He was concerned about reconciliation. So why is it important to be reconciled? So actually, Jesus gave us the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation that we may be examples, we might bring others to Him. The message of reconciliation here was actually the restoration of us, our favor to God. That was the main message of reconciliation, that we were reconciled to God. But as people of res- reconciliation, we are to, of course, reconcile tayo kay God, pero sa brothers and sisters natin, we're not promoting reconciliation. We're commi- we want more fights. We want division. We want... That's not, that's not the ministry of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation is God giving us that ministry that we are reconciled to Him and we are to share with others that, God, that they can also be reconciled to God. And also, it involves our personal relationships where we are also reconciled to one another. And that is why to Jesus, reconciliation was more important than sacrifice. 
because it was a very ministry that He entrusted to us and that was also entrusted to Him. So why do we reconcile? Because we've been given the ministry of reconciliation and we are to be reconciled to God and to be reconciled with fellow, not just believers, but fellow men. So again, when I was reading it, I was thinking about the unforgiving debtor for some point of the text. Somebody who was forgiven so much with billions of debt, pero yung isa na may utang konti lang sa kanya, chinook niya, parang bayad ka, bayad ka sa Imagine, it's like when you're given the reconciliation by God, and then when somebody asks for your reconciliation, ayaw mo ibigay, gusto mo pa i-choke, gusto mo siya patayin, it's, it's really a, a sign of ungratefulness. We've been forgiven so much. We've been reconciled to God. And that's why it should be easier for us Christians to be able to reconcile with one another. No, it's hard because we're in a day and age where there's so many varying opinions. There's, there's so much division where everybody just hates one another. But let's, let's try to promote, you know, reconciliation where... There's certain types of unity. Yes, we can agree to disagree on certain points, but we don't hate one another. Imagine a, a society where, where people of God model reconciliation, where people of God model forgiveness, understanding, understanding one another. That's, that's an amazing picture of a society where people do not harbor hatred, where they give forgiveness to one another. And then, I'm going through it, the third one. So again, how to deal with murder. First, we are to check our hearts. Check your heart. Are you carrying any anger? Is there a certain person that you have remembered while the, the preaching has been said? Second, reconcile before you sacrifice. We have been given a ministry of reconciliation. And third is settle your differences quickly. There's a timing aspect of how to deal with murder. Why? Because murder happens once, napuno na eh. So there's an aspect of coming to terms quickly. In verse 25, it says, Come to terms quickly at the earliest opportunity with your opponent at law while you are with him on the way to court so that your opponent does not hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you are thrown into prison. I assure you, most solemnly say to you, you will not come out of there until you have paid the last cent. So the context nila before, when pag may gusto ka, i, pag may galit or may certain law na na-break, you were in charge of bringing yung kalaban mo to court. You were in charge. So, meaning kung tumago yun, <laughs> hanapin mo yun. What was, what was being said here is, pag nakita, mo, pag nakita ka na, or pag ikaw nakita mo na yung opponent at law, wag nyo na paabutin ng lawsuit. Wag nyo na paabutin na mag-court pa. While you are still going to the court, talk about it. Talk about it. Your earliest opportunity. Don't waste the opportunity na Malayo pa ang punta ninyo sa court. Pag-usapan nyo na. 
This was what it means. So maybe for us in the context today, it might be a bit different because we don't drag people to court anymore. But the same context still applies, which we are to come to terms quickly. Meaning, kung may away ka, for example, with your asawa or with your brother or your sister or maybe your best friend who betrayed you or whoever that is that that meron kang galit or meron siyang galit sa iyo, don't wait. Don't wait na mag ilan years. Don't wait na ipagrow mo pa yung anger ninyo to, to one another. This is what Jesus was speaking. Come to terms quickly. Wag mo na pasabugin. So in, in any relationship, there's, there's a boiling point. <laughs> Don't al- allow yourself to reach that boiling point. That was the message here. Come to terms quickly. Wag nyo na ipapatong-patong hanggang puputok na at saka biglang nagtapunan na kayo ng stuff or whatever that is or may suntuka na or don't wait for it to happen. Come to terms quickly. So don't let it reach the intention of murder na you will get to that point. Fix it quickly. Pag nasa heart mo pa lang, maybe take a bit of a, a breather for a few minutes but talk about it. Don't don't just, silang uh, time will heal it. This was not the message here. The message was, you are to talk about it. Come to terms quickly. While may chance pa kayo mag-usap, matino, pag-usapan ng matino. That was the message here. So I'll just quickly recap. You know, how to deal with murder. How do you deal with murder? So again, everyone here has had murder, has committed murder in their mind at some point. Everybody has done something or have been angry with people or who have wished that people would have not succeeded or that something bad would happen to them. Some, we have all at some point, whether sinabi natin or hindi, it's in our head that sometimes we demean other people. We say that parang wala kang silbi, you have no use you will never amount to much. Maybe sometimes we hear it from maybe our mothers or maybe some of you are carrying some, some hurt, some pain from our parents or our, our very own siblings or people who we love dearly because the closer they are, the more they can hurt. But as you check your heart, if you're, if you're, really, if you're really honest, check your heart, check deeply. Because God wants to do a transformational work in your heart, not just in the behavior that you're doing. Second, reconcile before you sacrifice. I know it's good. It's good to uh, go to church. It's good to join small groups. It's good to serve. But remember also that God prioritizes reconciliation. Of course, I'm not gonna say na wag ka na pumunta sa church pag hindi ka pa na-reconcile kasi baka wala na magpunta sa church next week kasi lahat meron unreconciled things but but we want to be able to reconcile before we sacrifice before we do things to God for God let's reconcile ourselves to Him let's say sorry for the things that we've done that we've offended Him and let's also be able to do that with one another and then the third point is settle your differences quickly. Don't wait na sumabog yung mga tao. Lalo na there are people who are 
introverts that they don't speak their minds pero biglang pumutok na lang tas meron ng ginawa something na irreversible na rather we settle quickly we settle we settle these differences quickly and we work on it lahat pwede pag-usapan everything can be every problem can be solved you can because if it's it can't be solved then maybe it's not a real problem you have to settle these differences talk about it communicate if that's your husband your wife is that your parents whoever that may be communicate and maybe some of you i don't know god has been impressing in your heart certain people that you've still been carrying some sort of pain or anger na kala mo okay ka na but it's still there I pray that this day would be the day where you start checking your heart and you actually act upon it and come to different to settle them quickly. Let's pray. Lord, thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that your word is true, that your word is it pierces through the hearts. Lord, that it's a double-edged sword, Lord, that it reveals our innermost thoughts, Lord. We thank you that. Your word doesn't just go through on the surface level, not just uh, what we actually do in in the world we live in, but even in our thoughts, that you allow us to check our thoughts, that you transform the way we think, that, that as people of God, we begin to become real salt and light, Lord, not just in the manifestation of what we do, but really in who we are, in who we are in following you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that for those who are carrying certain pain, certain hurts by certain people that that they've had experiences with in their lives, Lord, I pray, Lord, that today they would they would go down to you and get, they would go deep into their hearts and really ask forgiveness. If they're the ones who've offended, Lord, I pray that you'd give them courage to ask for forgiveness, the humility to ask for it. Or if they've been the one been uh, offended, Lord, I pray that you would give them also the humility to be able to forgive. That just like the servant who was forgiven much, that we would be able to also forgive others. Lord, I pray that we would really take to heart the ministry of reconciliation that you've given us, Lord. I pray that we would settle our differences. We would not wait for people to explode, but we would settle them quickly. Lord, be glorified. Be exalted in our lives and in our innermost thoughts, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Join the GCAF Manila community on Facebook and other social media platforms for more. Together, let's continue to obey beyond borders.